I don't get that. What do you mean, pop your well, peas? You should, worry, I, you should worry taking a good pee at your age. Pop your well, peas. Well, that's that's why you have a, a, a screen here. Okay. Hey, Fish, are we live? Surely you jest. And I'm not going to stop calling you Shirley. We have one of the stars of one of the funniest movies of all time, Airplane, that gave us so many of those crazy, wacky lines that we all use. Robert Hayes will join us from Hawaii to discuss airplane, golf, and living in paradise. Hardline is measuring the NBA Finals Game 5, and he's looking at what could be one of the great Stanley Cup finals, and he has some props for the U.S. Open. Heidi's Hollywood is all about sex, actually the basis of sex in RBG. Schmuck of the Week is acting like her ex, and who's got the swag are some Americans who sadly gave the ultimate. On the grind, we list some iconic sports-on-the-field fashions. We'll tell you why little leaguers do better than big leagues, and we ask, should Vegas get an NBA team first? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Daily Fish. John Daly here with Eric Snyder, a.k.a. Fish. We're coast to coast coming to you from Las Vegas and Myrtle Beach. We talk sports, entertainment and everything in between. Fish, what a show and so much to cover today. My gosh. I got a great quote. Yeah, we do. Looking forward to talking to Robert Hayes, man. Big fan of that movie. I think everyone in my fraternity went to go see that movie at the same time, 1980. I made you myself. Here's a quote from the great Adam Carolla. Because people say, Fish, what do you really feel about politicians? Listen to this quote. I'm going to read it. Okay. Idolizing a politician is like believing the strippers really likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very, very then, nice. Yeah, show up. Let's go. Cool. All right. Let's get going. Hey, just want to also say, because we don't have enough time to cover this, but we may be seeing the new phenom on the ladies tour. Lynn Grant from Sweden won the Scandinavian mixed tour event on the men's European tour yesterday. She is the first woman to do it. She won by nine strokes. Keep an eye on her. She may be the next Annika. We'll be talking about her and shows coming up. All right. Questions or comments, folks, drop them in the chat box. Or if you're not watching us live, email us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. Time now for the Daily Grind. Here's what we're grinding on. First, LeBron says he wants to own an NBA team in Las Vegas. So we ask this. Should Vegas get both an MLB and an NBA team or one or the other? Or which one first? Fish, what do you think? Both. Both and do it now. We have five venues in Las Vegas that hold over 15,000 fans. So if an NBA team wanted to move yesterday, you could put them in there right away. The Oakland days are rumored to come here and there's a lot of spots down by the Tropicana, one up in Summerlin, but I think we're going to get it. We're, we're the fastest growing city in America per capita. The Knights and the Raiders have huge attendance and are big, big attractions here. So we'll get both. Um, I, I would I'd do a prop bet with, with uh, Hardison that within five years we have both. Okay. I would agree with that. I think bringing in NBA would probably be better. Baseball might be kind of tough, especially during the summer months when they don't have a dome stadium. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. All right, next, the Little League World Series starts July 27th. This month-long tournament of future baseball stars from 10 to 16 years old is so popular, it actually competes and beats the MLB at the time, at certain times. Fish, why is that? The innocence. We, we, we start to fall in love because of the human interest stories of teams coming over from Japan, Puerto Rico, the Philippines, Australia. And you find out that all these 12-year-old kids, all they do when the game is over, because they're all bubbled up together, is they're playing video games, they're skateboarding, and having a great time. And you're seeing some real talent. I mean, I, I, I should have done some research on this. You know this. There's, there's some major leaguers that got their start in the Little League World Series. And it's a lot of fun to watch. The games are compelling. It's always fun to see who wins the international side, who wins the American side, and who who's crowned champion for the Little League. And again, you know, it's 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 innocence. It's a game at its purest level. Yep. And for people like us, you just it goes back to your days when when we played that, and it was memories we'll always have. All right. And finally, on the grind, what are your top five uniforms in sports? Color schemes, logos, helmets, or hats? Fish, you are the Ralph Lauren of podcasting, so you go for it first. I don't. I think everyone looks good in silver and black. So I'll give them number five. I, I think the Raiders. If you look at look, let me go. Look at Lester Hayes. That's a great Lester Hayes against my window. Look at that. This is a menacing with the black and the silver. It's polyester sad. It looks great. That's five. Number four, the Boston Celtics. I, I, there's something about that uniform against the parquet floor that looks great. Okay. Number three, the New York Yankees. I, there's something about those pinstripes that I love. I had a picture of this, but it didn't come through. Number two. Bill Beck in the 1970s had the Chicago White Sox in shorts. It's great. 
you know, yeah. and they had to stop because guys are sliding to second base and tearing their knees up. Okay. <laughs> and the number one uniform in any sport would be the short pants looks in the NBA of the 80s. When Magic, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird looked like they had camel toes. You know what a camel toe is, right, John? I do. A, yeah, I don't want to, I don't, for our, well, if, for our R-rated audience, it's when a girl wears jeans too tight and the flaps stick out. You could see their, you could see their nutsacks. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Not that I was looking, but remember how the shorts crept up? Those things were so skin tight. The best all-around uniforms ever is the NBA back in the 80s. All right, um, I'm going to go a little different. Number five, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. When you have birds on a tree limb on their chest, that's very cool. Number four for oh. me is the USC Trojans. Their football uniforms. Oh. I love those uniforms. I know. Um, no one else has that color. Uh, number three is the Seattle Seahawks uniforms with the light green jersey and the silver dark blue pants. I love that. Number two for me is, and, and Hardline's going to enjoy this, the Detroit Red Wings. I love the Red Wings uniforms uh, on, on the front there. And then number one for me, the Chicago Blackhawks. I just love that that picture of the Blackhawk on there. So anyway, I agree with you on the Yankees. I think the Yankees is iconic too, and I probably should have put that in there, but I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan, so screw it. All right, folks, love having you with us. Daily Fish is live on Facebook at daily.fish.5 on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Watch us also on Facebook at the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and also Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Check us out on Daily Fish on YouTube and Wingding TV. And we've got a new addition, Fish. We're now yeah, on. Well, we, got, we got Wingding. And then yeah, Wingding. We, are proud, we are proud to go on. Tell them, John. Hey, Vegas TV. You can go to the website. There you see it. Hey, H-E-Y, Vegas TV.com. We're on that now. We're getting on to a lot of places. You can listen to us also, folks, on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. All right, time now for the Daily Fish Hardlines. John Hardison has the podcast, The Cost of Winning, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting and everything else. Hardline, welcome, buddy. Hey, thank you guys for having me. Hey, Fish, uh, your uh, favorite 1970s shorts, we, uh, we young kids, we call those nut huggers for you. <laughs> <laughs> we push it all the way up into your stomach. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How about you remember John Daly? Remember when Reggie Jackson used to step out of the box and grab his, you know, his package? The NBA guys were constantly grabbing their package. What about us? Matthew Johnson's dribbling and he's grabbing his package going down the court. You know that's what they call and, Oh, Jake you know, Hearn, the call, Laker announcer, loved that Daly. Oh yeah. Jake yeah. Hearn always said you know, Magic coming what... about across court, he's going to Mount Cooper, he's grabbed his package. That's great. I mean it's unbelievable. <laughs> Good stuff. You Jake know that's why David Thompson always got the dunk, Daly. right? all right game five speaking of tight pants nba finals kicks off in a few hours game five what are you taking tonight hardline this has been such a back and forth series and it keeps going back and forth it's it's hard to get a read uh if it follows the trend that it's been on i'm going to take the celtics plus four tonight uh i i think that this is going to be one of those games that maybe the celtics takes it off the road it all really depends on if uh, Robert Williams does play tonight. I know he's he's day to day right now. I know they have to make a decision within the next few hours if he's going to play or not. Uh, if he does play, I I really do like Boston plus four. Uh, one prop that I really do like about it is I think Robert Williams gets over seven and a half rebounds this game. He's been dominant on the glass, uh, really consistent for them, especially killing the the Warriors in the paint. Uh, the other one is who's actually surprisingly been doing really well, Andrew Wiggins in terms of rebounding he's been one of their best rebounders on the Warriors uh even though you don't think about it because of all the shooting that he does I like him as well over six and a half rebounds at minus 138 and I take Jalen Brown over two and a half threes at minus 130 tonight cool here we go I think it's a, I think when you ever get the two best teams in any sport playing it's intriguing and it's also great and you have a chance for a dynasty Stanley Cup playoff start Wednesday hard line between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning um, any prop bets and who do you like? Uh, you know what? I actually like Tampa Bay to steal one on the road, uh, starting off. I, I think Tampa Bay gets this one. Uh, I'm going with them on the plus money at plus 134. Uh, the one prop bet that I really like, I like Stamkos to get a goal and Tampa Bay to win at plus 410. He's been really good this, uh, this postseason. He, he's been playing really consistent, really good. I mean, this is what you want out of your leader. That's one of the props that I'm taking. 
Also, I really like that there's going to be a goal within the first minute or first 10 minutes. I think that Tampa Bay has to play aggressive. I think they have to get out there fast. I think they have to be high flyers. I don't think that they could just wait. I think they got to get as many shots on goal as they could possibly get and, and just hope a bunch of them just fall, or at least a couple of them fall, and they just keep playing prevent as much as, as, much as they can, honestly. Um, there are a lot of injuries on, on the avalanche. This is not the Oilers. The Oilers were really bad defensively. We saw throughout that series they got taken advantage of, but I don't think with a team that's back-to-back Stanley Cup champs, you're going to get away with some of those uh, some of those flaky calls or some of those flaky plays that the Avalanche were able to get through. I still think the Avalanche are the best team in the NHL, uh, but I think that they have to be at their best if they're going to beat the back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. All right. U.S. Open is from the Boston area this week. Any bets on how rowdy the Boston fans will be? I mean, you know, look, Boston isn't the easiest place to be. They'll boo your mother, they'll boo your father, they'll boo <laughs> your sister too. <laughs> uh, so, you know, what I like, I like John Rom to finish uh, top five at plus 280. Uh, he won the Open last year. I think that's the guy that you have to keep your mind on. If, if we're going to go with a guy, I really like uh, Justin Thomas. I, I just think that that's my pick if I got to pick anybody to win it all out i'll pick justin thomas at plus 1200 uh but if you want to hedge your bet on that he'll probably have a top 10 finish at plus 135 and the top five finish at plus 240 i i think it's cool uh, a really good one the long shot that i have to finish in the top five is a uh, william and, and correct me if correct me for getting this pardon me is zaltoris uh will, will zalatoris yeah will zalatoris Top five at the Memorial and the PGA Championships. He finished sixth at the Masters this year. This year, I think he gets a top five finish, even a top ten finish. He does always well in the majors, no doubt about that. Hey, any? Uh, I know we've talked about the live. We talked about it on the hook. Uh, do you think the controversy there plays into any of these bets? Uh, no. You know what? I I think people are just look. Somebody's going to win regardless if they're old or not. Uh, is it a little bit older of of a crowd? Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get John Daly to jump over too. You know, I could, I'll, I'll turn on YouTube to watch a guy smoke a cigarette and curse out everybody uh, around. But I don't, I don't think that it's going to play into it. I just think that they need to get more tournaments under their belt. I would think people need to see more of what the field's going to look like, and, and they'll go from there. Uh, look, controversy sells. No matter how bad it is, as long as you're still in the press, you can still sell it. And I think that's the best part for them right now because. A lot of it is the PGA talking about them. They're they're not really thinking about them as much, but they will respond. And and I like that they're not backing down from uh, them running this this uh, this list. I don't think that it's going anywhere. And I think it's good for competition. I think that you're going to see as this progresses, and if the purses and the pots get bigger, uh, more people may be going over to live. Good point. Yeah, yeah. You know, did you know that Zalatoris is a technical term? for NBA players grabbing their nut huggers back in the seventies <laughs> and eighties, you know? So yeah, I, I, you just learned something. The education of John Hardison and John Daly continues by, by the fish standards of a, of a crazy moronic dictionary. I love it. All right. And that is the daily fish Hardline with John Hardison of the cost of winning podcast. You can find him here with us, but also on Spotify, Google and Apple podcasts as well. Thanks, John. See you next week, buddy. All right. Hey, you need a great golf getaway. The Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. Set up an entire trip for yourself, your family, or a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. You can play there year-round. Great time to go now. It's nice and hot down here. All right. Now, something is fishy. So, Fish, tell me, what do you got? Have you ever gone into a panic because you can't find your cell phone? You leave yes. it, you're golfing. Oh my, we all go through that. It's something new in the, in the last 20 years. And then there's times that you wish we never had them. You try bartending right now, there's, there's, there's always two ways you get thrown out of a bar. One was being an idiot and being drunk. We cut you off. You don't want to leave. The other is starting a fight. That, that goes throughout every generation from 1909 till now. Now there's other ways. One, we threw people out because they had COVID and they were coughing all over the place and they, they didn't want to put a mask on. But the main reason that we throw people out is people are on their phones, okay? Now, I've had these things happen. It's what's fishy. How do you walk into a restaurant like Shucks and do Grubhub on your phone <laughs> from your phone? From the re- from, That's fine. You can do what you want. But when you get in conversations with people and you argue on your phone with your significant other or a friend and it's loud, 
You don't be the hero of your own story. No one at the bar gives a damn about your conversation except you. Now, what's really fishy, and I'll end it on this, this is the new thing they're doing in bars now, John. They're going on their phones and they're watching movies. And they're turning, now these phones, some of these phones have huge volume. I can hear a movie on the other side of the bar, and, and I turn the music up, and I can still hear the, if it's an action-adventure movie, I can hear the whole Terminator that are there. I thought, guy, can you turn this down? Wow. No, I'm watching the Terminator. And I said, get out. <laughs> you won't wow. be back. It's crazy. You know, we, we, we get addicted to these things. But remember, when you're in a public establishment, let, let's try and, and, and have some etiquette. Sure. Use your headsets at least. You know, that to me, that would be the least, the least that you could do for it. Okay, that's good. And that is something fishy. Still ahead, our schmuck of the week, along with Who's Got the Swag, and our special guest actor, Robert Hayes, coming to us from Hawaii. Time now for Heidi's Hollywood. She is Heidi Holliker, actor and producer, who's deep into the entertainment scene with us every week. Heidi, you are binging on RBG a legend for women's rights. Tell us about that. Uh, yes, I am. RBG. There are two films that I've been binging on. One is called On the Basis of Sex, which is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's life story from her early days through through uh, her, her, not her late days, but her early days through her mid, mid years. And then the other one that is um, that is called On the Basis of Sex. It is streaming on Amazon Prime, video on demand and iTunes. And then RBG, the one we're looking at on the picture right now, that is a Magnolia Pictures documentary, Oscar-nominated documentary. It is also a beautiful film, and that is streaming on Magnolia Selects, Tubi, Voodoo, and Amazon Prime. And I recommend both of them. They are they are so relevant. They're only four years old. They were both they both were just came out in 2018. And well, I just want to tell you the cast. Um, Felicity Jones, who is phenomenal. She plays Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And Army Hammer, who we spoke about last week, he plays her husband. And he is, again, like I said before, a fantastic actor. And then Justin Theroux is also in this film. It is uh, produced by a friend, Robert Court. And he's, he's a wonderful uh, producer. And Mimi Leader directed it. Uh, it takes place, the, the narrative film, uh, on the basis of sex, it goes through her going into college, going into law school, excuse me, only one of eight women in 500 classmates. It was not, she was not welcomed. They didn't want her there. She broke, she broke those ceilings. She, she is all about and has always been about equality, gender equality for all. And one of her biggest, earliest, biggest cases was about protecting the rights of a man who was taking care of his, I had it wrong before, but he was taking care of his ill mother and had to have a home caretaker, home care health worker, take care of her so he could go to work and earn the money. And when he did his taxes, he, it was all denied. And she got involved and that started a lot of the gender equality with men uh, saying that what they were saying is that only women take care of us take care of the family. And it, it was, I want to say it was a different time. It certainly was a different time. Um, we have evolved tremendously, but a lot of that is because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. A, a lot of that. Well, I'll go. I mean, I, we're, we're having a big problem right now. And you're, you're from a female perspective, the political Roe versus Wade any day could be overturned. And I believe if Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on that Supreme Court right now, it might not because the I, people that are trying to do it. And she would have really fought hard for that. And it seems like the people that are on the Supreme Court right now aren't taking her mentorship and, and using it to its full ability. So, I mean, she, she to me is a hero, no matter what that woman. Um, and John, you talk, it doesn't Kate, doesn't SNL portray her? Who played, who played yeah, on Kate SNL? Kate, Kate, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon was doing oh, her. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. What was so cool about her doing it was she did it funny and kind of, you know, dancing around and all that. And RBG loved it. And this is before R she passed away. She she thought it was the best thing ever. And she allowed her to do it. And uh, she she applauded it. So she was that cool of a person. She was also cool. And, you know, again, considered a liberal. 
Her best friend on the court was Antonin Scalia, the far exactly. right. Exactly, exactly. They would go on trips together. They would go I to the know. opera together. Uh, so she was a very open and, uh, you know, a, a, a person that fought, but at the same time, too, made and kept a lot of friends. So, yeah, she I made think it, and kept so many friends. She's so beloved. Magnolia did this documentary. Robert Court did this film. And it, it's, it, it honors her. And she, she used to exercise uh, every morning, and that's in the documentary. And she, she, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when her husband got cancer and he became a very, very famous tax attorney, she not only took care of him because he couldn't, he was still in class at Harvard. She went to all of his classes to take them, write all the notes. She went to all of her classes and she had an infant daughter at home. So this woman she wasn't going to let them say no. And and I think that that's, that's certainly um, extraordinary, beyond commendable. It, it, she really is a hero. She truly is. And I'm, I want I'm, your sorry. Quick, I'm sorry. I want your quick takes on this because this is, you're in it. Um, mm-hmm. Top Gun, yeah. Maverick, Jurassic Park, crushing it. Top Gun will probably be the biggest. And it, it, it's in, and we're still in the COVID era. And they haven't, I don't think all the, international box office is coming right now two no, questions no, for no. each are, are you shocked or are uh, no. and two have you seen either one of them no <laughs> i haven't ventured into the theaters yet i'm very aware of them certainly um we talked about this a little off camera that uh, i feel that the bottom line is definitely going to be top gun as far as the biggest worldwide box office because we waited 36 years for it whereas um jurassic park and i love I love the Jurassic Park movies. I watch them over and over on VOD. I think they're they right. just hold up. The um, Stan Winston designed the originals, and then when he passed, Legacy Effects took over, which were the guys that worked right under him. And they and a lot of my friends built those dinosaurs, and it's amazing. I mean, it it really is. So I, I will see both. I'm just not venturing into theaters yet. I, I will make you a prediction. There'll yeah. be another Top Gun because Miles Teller is on top of them. He does a thing yeah. called the offer right now. And they say this is the last Jurassic Park daily and yeah. Heidi. No. Even though they got <laughs> the original cast of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum, and they yeah. got the new ones of Bryce Dallas Howard and, and uh, Chris Pratt. It, it, when you kill it like this, and watch, this new Elvis film coming out, which yep. you, I want you to talk about next week. Yeah. Tom, okay. They said this is Tom Hanks' greatest performance ever. How do you say that? <laughs> is the next thing he does the greatest performance ever? So it's good to know whether we're all going to the movies or not. It's good to know that there's box office and it helps the industry. It ab- absolutely, it does. And I mean, t- take Tom Hanks. I mean, he has done some of absolutely all of our, in our general lexicon, know every single thing he's done. And, and every, every one of them has been brilliant. And I think my favorite was Philadelphia, one of my favorites. And Castaway. I mean, Castaway. you're alone. With Wilson. Crew. Wilson. Yes, exactly. With Wilson, you and Wilson. And, you know, hey, you know. Heidi, go, go, go watch Fitch on, it's on Amazon. He did a thing called Fitch, what they said that he should have been nominated for, where it's the same kind. It's like a post-apocalyptic castaway. Oh, and yeah. I've been, before you did our binge watch, and I binge watch it, I was in tears. His whole, he's the last scientist on the earth, and his whole mantra is to build a robot to take care of his dog it's that it's oh daily. i saw the trailer and, and, yes. and it's, it's a it's a nike type dog so which is daily's dog tear jerking and he is so wonderful in this thing and i heard i heard people brian torres and i people saying my god how is this guy not nominated well you can't nominate him every year for everything sure you can well, <laughs> yeah well he plays colonel parker and he nails it in this thing so yeah. no it's good it's good to see hollywood's back and uh Super. yeah yeah love it, it it's great right. Super. It, it, and. Uh, that is Heidi's Hollywood. As always, she's with us every week. You can check her out on Facebook and Instagram. Heidi, thanks. We'll see you next week. Okay. Right. We'll say goodbye to you. We'll say goodbye to you properly. Yeah. Missing, so I know how you like that. <laughs> Take care. All right. Now it is time for our schmuck of the week. Who's been schmucky this week, Fish? Oh God, this is this is crazy. I I can't stand egotists. You know, especially <laughs> you're, you're a guy. It's amazing. Jennifer Lopez is pissed off, okay, but the NFL's decision to have her share the Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira. Lopez's frustrations with the NFL were documented in her upcoming Netflix documentary called Halftime. 
quote, this is the worst idea in the world to have two people do the Super Bowl. Lopez told her musical director, it's the worst idea in the world. The Let Gets Loud singer was particularly frustrated with the time constraints that came with having two headliners. It's about the goddamn Super Bowl. When you do a halftime performance, it's 45 minutes, and I trust me, no one's there to I'm pissed off. This should be my fishy. No one's there to see you. You're just there for people that are casual fans at a Super Bowl party. You know what I do? I go to the bathroom, walk my dog. During a, I've never watched a halftime thing. I missed, was it Timberlake and the pit fell out from What's Your Face? I missed that. I'm, I'm hot about this. What do you think, John? Uh, I agree with you, but you know, there's a, I know a lot of marching bands who think that they're the uh, they're the top performance, and they're just a, a football team plays before them and after them. So, uh, but everybody's that way too. So, but yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, she doesn't need to be doing that. She's Come Jennifer on. Lopez, you know. And she's I said throwing, she's, she's just throwing, throwing, she's throwing, she, well, she's throwing Shakira under the bus. Who's a who's a top star? I hate that. Yeah. You know, go away. Yeah. I threw her under the bus because I said in the beginning she's just like her ex. So anyway. Who's that? Is A-Rod? Uh, 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 no. Yeah. A-Fraud, <laughs> as we call him in Boston. All right. Oh! All right. Now. Then it gets controversial. Absolutely. So okay. let's see who's got the swag. This is kind of a touching one here, Fish. So go ahead and hit yeah, us with this. I, you know, I grew up in L.A. and I watched this guy play baseball, you know, and you're a kid. And it's a very sad story that. This is the, the, the guy on the right is Steve Sachs, or the, I don't know if you're looking at it. And the guy on the left is his son, John J. Mm -hmm. Sachs. It's one of five U.S. Marines killed when their aircraft went down during a training exercise in California on Wednesday. 33 years old. He served in the Corps for five years and was awarded the National Defense Service Medal and was identified as one of the occupants on board the aircraft at the time of the fatal crash. We also want to say mm -hmm. this. On board was also Corporal Nathan E. Carlson, 21, of Winnebago, Illinois. Uh, Captain Nicholas P. Lopsapio, 31, of Rockingham, New Hampshire. Uh, Corporal Seth D. Rasmussen, 21, of Johnson, Wyoming. Captain J John J. Sachs, placer pilot. And Lance Corporal Evan A. Strickland. What, what's very touching to me, and I don't want to get teary-eyed, is that Sachs, I heard, sort of many of you said, my son was seven years old and told me he wanted to be a, a, a pilot in, in the Marine Corps. And it's just, it's sad. So to all the guys that, that, that and we just celebrated Memorial Day and we have July 4th coming up, to all the guys that serve our country, take your hat off, and we're going to toast John J. Sachs. Thank you for your service and making the ultimate sacrifice. All right. And now with our drink of the week. Uh, okay. What are we sipping here, Fish? This is a Mai Tai because we got the, we, we got the, the Hollywood long border coming, the Hawaii long border, Robert Hayes coming on. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, it, I'm sure John J. Sachs and his dad, Steve, had a couple of these. A Mai Tai. Take all your rums. I like using the way I make it at Chuck's Tavern, John, I don't know how you make it. I use a, I, I really specialize in a lot of coconut rum in this thing, along with Bacardi. And then I take the Myers Dark Rum. I fill up with orange juice, pineapple juice, okay? And then I put a little bit of grenadine on top. And I take the Myers and I float it on top of the grenadine so it hangs on top. So the last sip you take in that straw is that Myers Rum. Yep. Uh, I do the exact same thing. Perfect. All right. Here's that, you buddy. Hmm. Ah, beautiful. All right. So the Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango on the northwest side of town, where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast. You get a free drink. Do it the next day. A free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. All right. Time now to bring in our special guest, Robert Hayes, the star of many films and TV shows. One of our favorites. Oh, my God. That we quote often, we quote so much from that movie. Uh, hey, Bobby, welcome to Daily Fish. Can you hear us? Oh, you're on. You have no damn audio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. God. Wait a minute. It's not working. working. No, because it's stream fart. What the hell is this thing called? Stream fart. No, that's I what I know. do. I've never Stream heard of this. this. I've never heard of this. Stream fart. That's why I was on hey. Zoom and I was saying, I don't see it. Where's the link? What's the, the link for this? I, I don't know. I don't know. Who, need, fart. who needs a script? Yeah. yeah. Who needs a script when you've got gas? All right. But, yeah. So, so you're looking good out in Hawaii. Why did you move to Hawaii? Well, John, <laughs> it's a long, boring story. Um, you remember about three and a half years ago, there was a fire in Southern California, it wiped out the little town of Paradise, 
and all the, the trailers, probably a, a majority of the homes there were sort of like trailers or or very, you know, uh, combustible little things. And there were 14,000 of those homes burned up. And at the same time, down in uh, our neck of the woods, um, uh, there was a tower that had a transformer knocked down from the wind and it zapped down the wire, ignited some brush at the base of it and blew through Woolsey Canyon and out through Malibu. Uh, I heard that they were up to 80 mile an hour winds that were blowing. I mean, it was like a freight train coming through. And um, so uh, that's that's what got us. It wiped out the house. I got out with my, actually I was in, I was, I went in for a doctor's thing, a checkup thing, and they had to do some tests and stuff and they put me out. So I was really dingy. You think the Mai Tais do something to you. I was really dingy. And uh, my girlfriend, Gina, uh, went home. She picked me up, you know, and then brought me back home. And when we came out, it's like, boy, look at all that smoke up there. I wonder what's going to happen. I was like four or five in the afternoon. And then she came back and said, you know, I'm just worried about that. So she came back. Uh, and and uh, two 15, 2.30 in the morning, there were trucks that came through. Now, I never knew until this, but they were the sheriff's and fire department trucks. And they would go ahead and announce, you know, evacuate. They have horns and the speakers that they yell through that I looked it up and there's actually a patented. They are patented. They raise the dead. They are so loud. And and so, you know, you you come up out of a deep, the first deep sleep I'd had in a long time, you know, with that that anesthesia they had given me. And I came out of that thing and it's like, boy, you know, it wakes you up. But at the same time, it stops your heart. It's an interesting thing they got going there. I think it's the medical community to keep the, you know, patients coming back. But uh, wake them up, knock them out, wake them up, give them a heart attack. That's it's, it's good stuff. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, then we went out to her place in Malibu and uh, stayed there. And some neighbors, my next door neighbors, uh, came with us. And then at eight in the morning, they came through again. Six hours, you know, five, five and a half hours later, they came through that area. And they said, out, out, everyone get out. So we got on the, the uh, went out, got on PCH. And they said, make sure you go south. Don't go north. And I could see down PCH ribboning down the coast for miles. You can see where it bends around the coast. And it was stopped. It was a parking lot. It was just stopped. And so um, my friends called and they said, oh, we went up north. And I said, oh, well, shoot. So I, I said, I called her up. She was, we were, you know, in two cars. And I said, uh, make a U-turn. She said, we're not supposed to. And I said, follow me. We went up. The smoke was right over the top of the car. And I looked out to the left and there was the sun just rising because the way it's curved there at Malibu, you see the sun rising up in the east off the point. And I looked up just 30 seconds later and it was a blood orange sun. And about, you know, 30 seconds later, because you're looking all around, checking everything. It was blood red. It was so red. And then you're you know, making your way through everything, checking everything out. And I looked up and there was no sun. It was so thick that wow. a bright morning sun was completely blacked out. And, uh, and that, that brownish black kind of thing. And it was so eerie. It was kind of, it was kind of cool in a way, you know, that, uh, that sci-fi kind of eerie yeah. thing. So you think, where's a camera? Where's a cast? Let's make a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We're evacuating. So, uh, and I thought, well, I was going to go, this was Friday morning, and I was going to leave that morning to drive up to Carmel. My aunt had died, and they're having the funeral for her, and I thought, yeah, I'm going up there. So I might as well, you know, if you're going to be leaving a, evacuating a fire, you go to a funeral. It's just, it blends better, you know. If you're going to a party, it's not as much fun. If you go to a funeral, it's a lot more in keeping, you know. Uh, so I went up there. I got out with the clothes on my back, my laptop, this little laptop I'm using right now. And so um, then you've got to you've got to figure out I can't wear my cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. So uh, I figured. Uh, I don't know where you go 
like if you have to go shopping for funeral clothes, I always go to Costco. So, uh, you know, I went to Costco and, yeah, and picked up some stuff and then went and then it was like, gee, what do we do? And I called and I kept calling, trying to get a hold of somebody. And I got my friend that lives across the lake uh, who was born and raised there. His parents lived there and he was born and raised there at the lake. Um, and uh, 50 years he'd lived there and he didn't leave. And he's a big, tough guy, All-American high school football player, quarterback, really tough kid. And he said, Bobby, I will never do that again. It was scary. He got underneath uh, docks and then he got out, and you know, just out in the middle of the lake and put a towel over his head and everything. Just try to keep from, you know. So uh, it was pretty scary. And he said, I said, well, what about is my house get it? And he said, oh, sorry. It was the first one when it came over right where it came over right there. It got it. And they so uh, so that was that was kind of, you know, our wow. little deal. So, so then we just started, we rented, a, we rented a place, a really cute place up in uh, Channel Islands in the Marina up there. And uh, it, it was like a New England cottage right on the water. It was really neat. Wound up having black mold. And uh, so we got out of there and we just kept trying to find, well, where are we going to go? And so we did this for, you know, a few months just traveling around. And then we thought, I said, you know, we're vagabonds. We could do this in Hawaii. So that's how we, we came over wow. here a little over a year ago. And and now you're on Oahu. And uh, so um, r- real briefly, if you can, is, is it difficult living over there after the, uh, you know, when, when the pandemic and everything? Or, or would you find it really good because they closed things off and you guys were pretty safe over there? Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, you could live in an apartment complex in the valley and not be allowed to go outside or you could be in Hawaii and there's, <laughs> there's actually rain, which is a rarity in Southern California. And I can walk down two minutes. I can walk and be on the beach. And so let me think about that. Okay. Well, I thought about it. <laughs> so, so that's, uh, you know, this is uh when we got here, it was it was right when they were clamping stuff. They had clamped things down when we moved up there to that uh, that house in in uh, the marina. The day that we were moving, we thought we were going to be stopped by the police and say, "You're out. You're not supposed to be out on the road." And you know all the craziness. And uh, um, fortunately, that didn't happen. But then we were we were stuck in in there. Um, really nice little place to be stuck but uh, we were stuck there uh when we came over here they were just beginning to lighten things up and you didn't have to have like a two-week quarantine in your you people would come over for two-week vacation and the entire two weeks they'd have to be stuck in the room in the hotel wow which was you know awful so when we got over here they were just loosening all that up and if you had a test showing that you were all clean and didn't have any of that uh, then you were fine. So that was great. We were here. Then we were on Kauai for a few months and on Maui a few months and Big Island a few months and, and then back over here. And so, yeah, we kind of get around. Don't, what was that? Uh, oh gosh. What was that great? Uh, that great in the black baseball league, uh, Satchel Page. Mm-hmm. He said, Jang- jangle when you watch walk. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And, and and he and he said don't don't stand don't be a two uh, don't stand still you'll be a target or something like that you know keep moving don't be a, a standing target hey, uh, anyway so that's what we're Bobby, doing we're just Bobby, keeping moving. Oh. Bobby nice to meet you I'm Fish hey Fish <laughs> hey Fish how are you how are you buddy um, I call you Bobby right? Fish, call fish you is Bobby the one Fish is the one whose eyes are turning into little X's because I've been just going on and blathering for so long. <laughs> No, 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 no. We look. We all wish we were, we all wish we were in Hawaii. We don't wish we went your path to a fire, but we all wish yeah. we were sitting there in that shirt right now. I'm I'm a surfer, so I'm I'm no. in Yeah, they have these things over here. Let me give you props real quick. Yeah. When I was in college, there was three movies that came out in my college years that you went to as a fraternity: Caddyshack, Arthur with Dudley Moore, and you in Airplane. To the point we were laughing so hard, and maybe there was a couple of libations involved. You had to watch the film again because you missed stuff. No. So my question to you there, Mr. Hayes, 
How much of that, because there were so many great lines of dialogue in that movie, if you remember, how many lines were you allowed to improv or was it just strictly off the script? Because there were some there were some great lines that were Mel Brooks-like in that thing that were just way ahead of his time. They're all improv. My All mine was improv. Everything. <laughs> The boys, oh, come on. who I refer to, we all refer to as the boys, Jerry and David and Jim Abrams and Zuckers, they, they, um, they got turned down and every time they were rejected, they'd go back and polish it and they'd get notes from, you know, the people that rejected yeah. it sometimes, but, but they just, they, I think they went uh, like five years trying to get that done and they kept wow. rewriting and polishing and that script was so tight. Um, I did. I, Jim came up to me. Abrams came up to me one day at the end, and he said, uh, "They all three would come to you, and it was like one head with three bodies." I mean, it was the <laughs> one would start a sentence, the other would say the middle, and the other one would finish the sentence. That's how much on the same page they were. But he said, um, "Tomorrow uh, we've got uh, we're a little light on on your speech." you know, one of the speeches in one of the scenes. So um, write something. And I went, wait a minute, what? Because this stuff is brilliant. To me, this is brilliant. They're, they're just brilliant guys. And uh, and then I said, okay, calm down, calm down. You're boring people to death. You can be boring. Okay, you can do this. And so then I went back and just started writing and writing. <laughs> and it was with, uh, uh, I think it was with James Hong, Jimmy Hong, uh, the Japanese general that committed Harry Carey. And and also um, uh, when uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Uh, had the turban on, and he uh, uh, you know doused himself with gasoline. So I think it was those those two. So that was a little bit of dialogue of mine that got in there, and I came up with a couple of things during it physically, like when we were dancing, we had to shift positions, and so that whole turn was my idea to come up to her and then we turn around and then I throw the jacket off and stuff. But basically it was just all very, very tight. It was them writing it. Not the black jive. That was Al and Norm because uh, they came up and said, can we, can we write, you know, a little bit, change this a little? They said, please, we're three Jewish white guys from Milwaukee. All, <laughs> all they had in was, you know, she mofo, she mofo, she mofo. <laughs> And they said, whatever. So they came up with their own stuff and they, they did that. And they're, they're you know, obviously sure. it's brilliant. Bob, the Bobby, they're still lying sedated. My, my kid will recite. Lloyd Bridges, I picked a, I picked a bad week to give up smoking. Every, there's right. so many lines in that movie. The movie was done 42 years ago. By the way, you did a movie called Take This Job and Shove It 43 years ago. Because that's when we made it. A, we made it, a, and then it came out yeah. the next year. Yeah. A, a good, a, a good friend of mine that I worked with directed in that, Gus Traconis. So, I no, a shout out to you. Yeah, I, I, I love I, Gus. He was great. Yeah. There's great. a scene in that. Uh, there's a scene with Tim Thomerson, my buddy Tim, sure. and uh, David, and uh, uh, I come over to Tim's, and he's got he's in trailer, and he's got all that junk in the backyard. And he's laying in a, one of those old clawfoot bathtubs. I don't know if you remember that scene. And David's sitting yeah, there and they're I doing do. shots and he's drinking beer. And so I come back and I had to get the guys to come back. You got to come back to work. Come on. We all grew up together and came back to work. So they said, hey, ask Gus if we can, if we can do it. We really are going to drink. And I, so I went to Gus and said, look, Gus, are you going to shoot this in order? Just straight through? Because... We actually are going to drink the beer because we, we had a brewery. We were shooting the brewery, so we got free we thousands of cases of beer. So <laughs> everything except for that first Jack Daniels bottle was tea that I drank. But the shots and all the beer was all real. So we just got drunker and drunker as the day progressed. And so that was that was, that was real. God, what great <laughs> acting, Bob. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, well, you, God, go ahead. I was going to say okay. you, you were, you, you were in uh, a, 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 another uh, funny movie called the Unabomber. I'm just kidding. It wasn't yeah. a funny movie. You, you actually played the brother 
of the right. Unabomber. You were actually kind of the hero of that. How, how difficult was that to go from the funny stuff to something like that? That was a pretty serious film. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I had started doing. I, I was when I started out in theater, I was doing everything. We all were doing everything. It wasn't like, oh, you just do comedy. Um, that's when you do a film that's really successful. That's what people, you know, they stick you in the cubby hole and that's it. You do comedy and that's it. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, when we were filming it is when they actually caught the Unabomber. Yeah. During our filming. And it, the news came on the set that, uh oh, we caught him. And then it was the brother and the mother and they didn't want to have anything to do with it with anything no interviews from anyone and didn't want to talk to us on the set uh anything at all and i would love to have been able to talk to him but um i respected that that they just wanted to you know have their privacy about it because that's a rough thing yeah your brother's killing people it's like let's go have a beer you want to talk about it no no <laughs> but um uh <laughs> What I tried to do was it was I knew that there I could from what I had read about him and with the interviews and things I saw, that was probably the toughest thing he'd have ever had to go through in his life. Recognizes that's his brother. Yeah. And to figure out how to play him without it being that, you know, just a cheesy snitch, but instead this is someone going through a real tough dilemma you know, a hard thing and to show the, the struggle inside of him and the humanity of the guy that he, in the end, wanted to save more lives, didn't want any more people dying. So that's what I tried to do. And, uh, uh, you know, hope, hope it worked, but, uh, but Tobin Bell was great. As the, I mean, he's a terrific actor. He's yeah. a scary, scary actor. Hey, that was scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dean Stockwell yeah. is great. Yeah. Fun. Dean is, he was just, uh, God, he was you, you, you know, you bring up Tobin Bell. Wasn't he great in the firm? I mean, he just is the most vicious bad yeah. guy. I mean, he's just yeah, huge. yeah. He's wow. Yeah. Well, Bobby, uh, this is almost like we found you, and it's a reunion of like you know, you found someone from high school. Hello to you from Lee Purcell and Donna Pesco. <laughs> yeah. So Lee is Purcell that, was are they are they on the air with us or is that just a note? Oh, I just we get we get comments and stuff like oh. that. And they, they they wanted to see. The, they well, probably Donna, had a crush on you like all the other girls back in the day. They want to see you look obviously like. Obviously, for, for anyone that know that the things that I've done, but Donna and I did Angie together, and she played right. Angie. She was the title character. And we've stayed friends all these years, and she's my son's godmother. And uh, we've got two sets. We couldn't make up our minds, so we've got two sets, Donna and Arnold and <laughs> Kent and Cynthia McCord. And, but uh, uh, And Lee, uh, we've served on the board together and uh, SAG board together and and uh, I was crazy about her ever since I saw Big Wednesday. It was just like, oh man, because that was my luck growing up. That was that time That's period it. when I grew up. I, I, we, we had her on the podcast and I said, you did a movie called Big Wednesday in her mouth. Yeah. I said to me, I grew up in Southern California. I'm a surfer. So I said, you did this film that was one of the most beautiful stories with William Codge and Michael Vincent, Gary Buehler. Yeah. She, yeah. Was a, she was such, she was so great in that movie. I had a crush on her in Valley Girl. That, uh, yeah. one, of our, one of our correspondents, Heidi, was in the movie, and Lee Purcell played a mother that was hitting on a kid, and I always thought that the kid was going to take a shower with her. And I always yeah. thought that was me, but it wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I am great, kid. Man. Yeah. No, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. That was great. And that really was I, – I met, since I've been over here, Billy Hamilton. I became friends with Billy Hamilton, who is uh, one of the wave of – guys that came over from Southern California over to Hawaii and, uh, uh, and then later, you know, married uh, this little kid grabbed him by the hand and said, come on, I want you to meet my mom because they'd become buddies over there on North shore. And he meets her and they fall in love and they get married. And that little kid became, took his name and became his stepson. And so he got his name and that's Laird Hamilton. So oh, sure. a lot of people great don't know that, call. but, but uh, yeah, yeah. And then Billy makes great surfboards and uh, he's a character. He's a wonderful guy. So it's fun to meet him. I've met uh, uh, Uncle Gil. Uncle Gil is one of the old guys who was a beach boy down at Waikiki sure. with the stand, you know, the boards. And I met Rabbit Kid Kai a few years back over there who is legendary 
yep. you know, another one of them. So this really is really fun. Them. I mean, this is, yeah, because I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just the old crabby old Newport Beach in San Diego, <laughs> old long border. And, yeah, uh, let, let, let me let me just clean this up. Lee and Donna aren't watching this because they can't stand me, but their associate friend Heidi was in our shoes, <laughs> passing along from text, and we, you know, we, you need a shout out from them. Um, what kind of longboard do you have? I got a Peterson triple triple fin nine footer that my brother has for me back at his house, and I try to tell daily it's a obsession. It's such a passion when you get out on that wave. That well, I don't have any anymore. <laughs> get him out lost, of the show <laughs> i lost i lost 11 boards in the fire i had 11 Whoa. i had wow. about a, a 65 bing um i had my sweetest david ellis my buddy david ellis um he was my stunt double on take this job and shove it and people said god you guys don't look anything alike and he's blonde as soon as they made his hair brown it was like wait a minute which one's which uh, he was incredible. He was amazing. And he went on to be, you know, one of the top stunt guys and second unit directors. And then he finally got his job directing. But uh, uh, he gave me a, uh, uh, it was a Becker, you know, right? The Becker surf shop right there in, in uh, uh, Malibu. And, and um, they don't make it anymore. Uh, this particular board, uh, it was nine six, and it was the sweetest board I've ever had. Triple skag, and uh, I had a nine ten uh, Stewart. Bill Stewart is a is a buddy of mine, and uh, he makes some beautiful boards. I had a I had a uh, 10, four, 10 foot four inch uh, Irvin surfboard that another friend of mine, he and his brother, his twin brother. Uh, made these boards since like 69 in Huntington Beach. And that thing was the cruiser. And I called it BC because I know you guys are both too young, but uh, you remember <laughs> Broderick Crawford in uh, Highway Patrol? Yeah. Absolutely. I remember and that. And what guy. did he, he was on the phone, on, on the little microphone all the time in the car? You know, all I remember him is just saying, devil, devil, devil. I don't know if you remember that, but that's what he did. Well, I had a 10-foot four board, so it was Broderick Crawford. It was BC. That was my board, and that was my cruiser. I'd be way outside. Guys are getting ready to line up for a wave, and I'm out there catching just the beginnings of the ripple, and I've got the wave, so it's like I got them. You know, is the they going to snake me? I got it. But got to uh, love that. That was love great. That. that was great. So, hey, Bobby, we've got about, uh, about a minute or so left. Mm. Do you have any great spots that you would tell people to go to over – on Oahu, if they want to get off the beaten path, what, what would you suggest? Is there a great restaurant? Is there a great place to go that people wouldn't normally go to because there's all, so much tourism over there? Oh man, well it's just thicker, it's crazy, and then and it's warming up now. The the season's coming. The people are flooding mm -hmm. back over. Um, but uh, gosh, there are uh, one of my favorite places to eat in the entire planet is on Maui. And it's over on the north side, just up from Paia, right outside Paia. And uh, it's called Mama's Fish House. And it is, sometimes they got a six or even eight month waiting list to get into it. But it is so great. And it's just down from Jaws. It's right, just uh, Jaws is just right up the road. And uh, uh, Piahi. But um, yeah, that one that one is the topper of all of them. But there are there are a bunch of spots, and There's the great spots also are a lot of the trucks. You know, so you get uh, garlic shrimp or or uh, coconut shrimp or you know garlic or coconut chicken Mackey's. and huna chicken and Mackey's is great. Yep. Yeah, that was yep. a great one. No, um, good one right on the North Shore there. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And and uh, and B side B side Kitchen in in Waimanalo is really great. Uh, with Keiko, he's he's terrific, and the food is wonderful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, well, super. Well, we we got to have you back on again and give us a tour of Hawaii. And I think what you need to do is you need to buy daily fish and put us over there so that we do the show from Hawaii from now on. So yeah, that's probably what I should do. Yeah, I think you I should. should do that. <laughs> <laughs> we have been talking well, to actor Robert Hayes, the star of the classic comedy Airplane, and so many others. He's on Hawaii. He's one of the nicest guys. We didn't even get a chance to talk about celebrity golf, so we got to we got to get yes. you back on again, buddy. We got to get have you back to. On. I just got I just got a, a set of stealths. 
Nice. And so I can't wait to get back out there. And Fish, it was great to meet you, man. Uh, I you I was watching some of the shows, and I just think you guys are wonderful. It's fun. You guys Thank are you. really fun. Yeah. Super. And well, now to let's all go watch Live Golf. There we go. Well, well, we I got one thing to say to you. If I can go to Hawaii, <laughs> I can go to Hawaii and hang out with you and do some surfing and eat some lobster tacos and some libations. Take this job and shove it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're uh, thinking, who do you think? You think Spieth's got a chance of getting up close to the top? Uh, Spieth and Rory are my two faves, but then I've got a bunch of guys that I really, really root for and I really love. But JT, I think, is going to be good. I was watching earlier when you guys were talking about that. I, um, I kind of like so what going to say. Yeah, I, I kind of like JT in the, uh, root for Spieth. the U.S. Open. So Yeah, big Spieth guy. But yeah, also, I was wondering what happened. Scotty Scheffler has just had a slump. But when he yeah. plays, man, when he plays. When he's on, yeah. Well, he maybe took the week we, gotta, we might have to nail that shoe down, that one that keeps his right foot keeps sliding out all the time. <laughs> what do you think? Just take a spike yep. through that. Big T. Yep. yep. You know your you know your golf swings, my friend. All right. <laughs> hey, Bobby, thank you so much, buddy. Got to have you back on again. Love to get together. I'm uh, right here. Yes. We may be there, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, All right. Take care, guys. All right. That's Bobby Bye-bye. Hayes, everybody. All right. All right. Coming up, Fish and I got to wrap things up, give you a sneak peek of what's coming up next week. First, we want to tell you about Hope for the Warriors. They have a big celebrity golf event coming up in August. That's the 27th through the 29th. It will be in Wallace, North Carolina, near Wilmington. Fish and I are planning on being there. Hope for the Warrior. Hope for the Warriors works with our military warriors who were wounded. They get them healthy, so they're part of their families and their community. Great charity. Again, that is hopeforthewarriors.org. And folks, thanks for being with us. Remember, Daily Fish is live from Vegas and Myrtle Beach on Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on Facebook at daily.fish.5, plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. Catch us on YouTube and Wingding TV. We're also on Hey Vegas TV. That's at heyvegastv.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. Write to us at dailyfish, the number one, at gmail.com. Next week, we're scheduled to have Gary Mule Deer on. Hopefully, he's going to be coming to us from another wonderful spot similar to Hawaii. It's called Spearfish, South Dakota. Okay, not really. But anyway, we'll have some fun with it. But looking forward to that. Hey, another great show, buddy. We, we got some good stuff, huh? Yeah, Hayes, that guy, look how laid back. He's, he's, he just seems like a happy, laid back guy that's enjoying yeah, the islands. I did want to ask him, though. I didn't get a chance to ask him. There's a great scene in that movie where Julie Haggerty is in the co-pilot seat, and she looks like she's going down on a on the co-pilot, <laughs> and it blows up, and the co-pilot comes up. It's a blow-up doll. It's like like that. I mean, <laughs> how they didn't laugh, how the guys in that set weren't constantly laughing through all. Peter Graves in that movie. I want to ask Hayes this. Peter Graves in the cockpit. Yeah. Hey, have you ever seen a grown man naked? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't do that nowadays. Better. No. Get away oh, no. no. Right? It's great meeting him. You know, it's yeah. fun when we have these shows and you find these people that are friends of yours and then you, you watch their careers and Hayes is, take this job and shove it. My buddy Gus Cracona said that yeah. Robert Hayes was the nicest guy he's ever worked with in the business. And I should have yeah. told him that when he was on the show. You know, and Gus did all, remember the Wise Guys show, John, with yeah. uh, Ken Wall? Oh and, yeah, and Jonathan Banks, and he did um, a lot of a lot of things. He did a lot of movies and had a great career uh, directing, mostly in TV um, after the '80s. But no, it's great. It's good to have that. And hey, we're rolling. Yeah. Well, one of the things with Poppy, we we didn't get a chance. He he he's done a lot of the uh, you know the voiceovers for the uh, um, for the animated films. So he's done an awful lot of that work. So his he's got a great great um, record. Of, of what he's done. Go check out IMDb, imdb.com. And you can check out all the stuff he's done. All right, buddy. Hey, we got some good stuff here and uh, looking forward to next week. Uh, U.S. Opens next week. So I'll be anxious to see that. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen with the NHL and the NBA. Well, we, they're, they're, we're going to have a champion. Well, I don't know. They're, they're dragging this NBA out. It could be, no, the seventh game is going to be this Sunday. So we'll have a champion in the NBA and we'll hopefully – we need some games going. I want to see a couple of buzzer beaters, don't you? Every game is yeah. a ten point spread. It seems like yeah. you know three minutes ago what's going what the outcome is going to be. Hockey is going to be great. Get it to it again. If yeah. I say to our audience right now, who is John Cooper? Don't tell us that the Ohio State coach that had a great record <laughs> against Michigan in the eighties and nineties. John Cooper yeah. is a coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he has a chance 
to three-peat. Yeah. Pat Riley coined that phrase, and to to win three championships in a row in any sport is miraculous. Yeah. We could be seeing it again. Happen, hasn't happened since the 1980s in the NHL. So, sure. yeah, there you have it. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a good week, buddy. Here's to you. Love you, man. Hey, love you too. Again, to John Sachs and all those Marines. John, Absolutely. John talked about hope for the Warriors. We're always about the military and what you guys mean to us. You give us, yep. you give us the tools through your service to do shows like this and speak our mind. I mean, for me, for me to spew my idiocy and for John to be the nut hugger that he is. So we love you <laughs> and we appreciate you. And to everyone, have a great. Hey, if you're on the West Coast. Stay cool. Yep. What, what's it like with you, real quick? Good. No, no, it's hot and humid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Everyone, stay cool. Absolutely.